cool stories to share with you today. These success stories don't involve any special process, no steps, just belief, which is the key, regardless of whether or not you follow any particular teacher or doctrine. These stories are from folks who have not studied Neville, and one of them at least has a very religious background. I'll get to his story in a bit. First, though, I want to talk about Oscar, my contractor. I've mentioned him before. The other day, as we tend to do now when we're together, we talk about the power of faith. And he told me the story that happened a number of years ago when he and his wife were still living in Texas. He was renting a house and had gotten into a disagreement with the landlord, a valid disagreement. The house was infested with bees and the owner refused to do anything about it. So Oscar withheld his rent to try and force the landlord's hand. Well, Oscar lost that battle and was evicted. He and his wife liked to rescue dogs in need, and at the time, they had four dogs living with them. So they had trouble finding a new place to live. The few they did find that would accept pets charged such a huge amount, hundreds of dollars per animal, that those places were out of the question. The day to move out came with still no place to live. Oscar said they packed up the U-Haul they'd rented and got ready to leave the rent house. While sitting in the driveway, Oscar's wife asked him, what are we going to do? Oscar said he told his wife not to worry. God has it all worked out. Oscar told me when he said that, he didn't know how it was going to work out, but he knew beyond any doubt that it would. And as they drove off from their old house, He just decided to take one last drive through the area with no real direction in mind, and they came across a house with a for-rent sign in the front yard. They decided to stop and call the number on the sign, and the owner showed up very quickly, and he told them no upfront charges to worry about, not even for the dogs. They moved in and returned the rented moving van on time. (laughs) Oscar had never heard of Neville Goddard, and he's certainly not feeling twisty. And he doesn't necessarily agree with everything I say, but none of that really matters. Faith is what matters. Faith is that common thread that weaves a pattern of miracles through all of our lives, regardless of our religion or our lack of it. A belief that your desire is fulfilled, regardless of what the facts of the world might say, is all that matters, not how you get to that belief. This next story is about my parents. Last week, my mom lost a couple of precious and expensive rings of hers. She and my father tore through the house looking all over for them in her dresser drawers and her jewelry boxes, all the usual and unusual places. My dad had begun to worry that they had left them at their beach house in Galveston and had even thought about driving back there to see if he could find them. I was visiting with them at their house this past Saturday evening when dad said, you know, mom found her rings. My dad said, let me tell you how we found them. He said, after all the searching, he told mom, let's do what Mike says to do. If we imagine that you found the rings, you will. He went on to tell my mom, 
Stop looking for them and just know that you have them. Anytime you start worrying about them, remind yourself and say, I have my rings and feel how happy you are that you found them. The next day, my dad had a thought about where they might be. So he told mom to look in her dresser one more time. She did, and she found the rings in a spot they had already searched a couple of times before. During that same visit, my dad mentioned that he had misplaced his partial and couldn't find it after searching all over for it. And he wasn't sure what to do. And I said, well, you do know what to do, dad. <laughs> he busted out laughing. Oh yeah, I'll just imagine I have it. And I told him, yes, dad, you have it. The next day I was back over at their house, visiting them and my little sister and her nine beautiful kids who were in town for a visit. While I was there, my dad said, hey, Mike, I found my partial. Let me tell you how it happened. After I had left the previous night, my aunt and cousin paid them a visit. Now, my aunt, this aunt, refuses to talk with me about any of this. The last time we did, over a year ago, she had asked me about what I was doing with my life now and wondering if I was going to get back into broadcasting. And I said, well, I am on the microphone. I'm doing what I love. I have feeling twisty. And she had this look of disgust on her face. She said, ah, I heard what you say and I don't want anything to do with it. I don't want to hear any more of what you're talking about. And she waved off any further discussion about it. Well, my dad hasn't stopped talking about it. He had told my aunt and her daughter about how they found the rings. And as they were leaving my parents' house that night, my dad mentioned how he couldn't find his partial. And my aunt jokingly said, why don't you just imagine you found it? A few minutes later, my dad went to grab his phone charger on the end table next to their sofa, and the charger slipped out of his hands and fell into the space between the sofa cushion and the arm of the sofa. And when he stuck his hand down there to grab the charger, he felt his partial wedged in that little space there. <laughs> Oscar believed they had a place to live and were in the new house within the day. My dad believed they had found my mom's rings and his partial, and they found them in hardly any time at all. I'm talking about a belief to the point of knowing. As Neville would say, that peculiar certainty. In each of these stories, they knew their desires were realized, and they didn't put much effort into it, into those little imaginal acts, into those decisions. Any change in consciousness, no matter how seemingly small, will bring about huge changes in your world. After Oscar assured his wife that they would have a place to live, he drove. He, he got out of the driveway. He didn't just sit there crying and feeling sorry for himself or wondering what he did wrong or cursing the landlord that evicted them. And those damn bees. <laughs> he moved, literally, and came across their new home. My dad instructed my mom to stop looking and reassure herself that she had her rings already anytime she started to worry about them. And when the thought popped up that she should look in her drawer again, he told her, and she found them. But they had already stopped the frantic search for the rings. Once they got out of the panic mode, their imagination did its thing. My dad found his partial after assuming that he found it. He wasn't in a frantic or panicky state. He just knew he found them. 
And as the charger slipped out of his hands, the partial was right there next to the charger. That little period of rest, trusting that it's already done, is what Neville calls the Sabbath, the period of rest after creation. When you move in imagination with faith, that's creation. You're creating a state to inhabit. You're moving into the state of your wish fulfilled from lacking whatever it is to having it. The whole notion of resting on the Sabbath has nothing to do with the physical world. It's the imaginative world. Once I move in imagination into the state of my desire's realization, I do nothing to force it. Nothing to force it. Any actions I take will be perfectly natural and normal from this new state of consciousness. When it comes to relationships, you don't have to coerce or try to manipulate anyone emotionally. You move into the state of your wish fulfilled by capturing the feeling of it already being true and then go on about your days resting in the Sabbath, knowing that it's done. As Neville says, you don't have to break a blood vessel doing it. A decision is a change in consciousness. The problem with many people, myself included, is being indecisive or wishy-washy about the decisions we do make. Be clear on what you want. You don't have to worry about the minutia. It can be a general state of love or wealth or fitness. Or you can be very specific. Decide what you want. Make a damn decision and stick to it. <laughs> That's where I failed many times. I start thinking that maybe I'm aiming too high and I start to accept lesser satisfactions. Or I start looking in to see if what I want is even feasible. I used to spend so much time online trying to find out if what I want has been done before. Can I even do this? I could tell you the answer is yes. It's always yes. Like the Bible says, for all the promises of God are yes in Christ. And Christ is the personification of our imagination, our awareness of being something. We always get this impersonal yes to whatever we believe, whatever we're imagining. If I believe the world is going to hell in a handbasket, as Phil Donahue used to always say on this talk show, I will continue to put myself through the torments of hell on earth. My awareness of being kills and makes alive. It wounds and it heals. It brings prosperity and destruction. It's an impersonal yes to whatever I believe. Stop researching whether or not something is possible and just make the decision that you are the person you want to be. And let your hands off the steering wheel for a moment. Pull back from all the things that you feel you have to do, all those hoops you think you have to jump through, and just assume the feeling of your wish fulfilled beyond what tradition tells you you should want, beyond what your religion says is possible, beyond what society says is right for you. If I were the person I want to be right now, how would I feel? What mood would I be in today? 
How would I experience going to my job, running errands, going to the dentist today, if my wish were fulfilled, if I were already this person I want to be? How would I look at my world? How would I treat my world and those characters in it? You want love? Capture the feeling of love, being loved and in love, and go about your life as this new person, in this new mood. And when you start to freak out that you're not seeing any visible signs, ask yourself, if I am really in a loving relationship, would I be checking my phone for messages every five minutes or for friend requests? I found that asking myself those little, if I am this, questions get me back into my desired state very quickly. If I am financially free, would I be feeling the tightness in my chest when I check the mail? If I were fit and healthy, would I be so concerned with the latest medical news? If I'm feeling desperation about a desire, I am thinking of it and not from it. I'm not in the state of my wish fulfilled. I'm back in that state of lack. And when I notice that feeling of desperation, I know what I'm believing. I'm believing that I don't have it. I only need to look at my life and its circumstances to see what I believe. Your beliefs are all around you and you get to decide if you're ready to change them. I love you. I'm feeling twisty.